Dear family and Pastor friends, John Christopherson will deliver this morning's peace sermon. To you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, who is the light of the world. There's a man sent from God whose name was John. He came for testimony to bear witness to the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness to the light. Now, I hope that you heard three key verbs in these three opening verses from our gospel text for this morning from St. John's Gospel. They are, one, to testify, and two, to bear witness. For these are the spirited verbs that bring special focus to this, our third Sunday in Advent namely to what it means to bear witness or proclaim the light. This is God's call for us, as with John the Baptist, that comes echoing down once more along the banks of our Jordan rivers. A word from God that takes up residence in your words. A word from God that has the power to create hope and assurance, of a much longed for and much needed light, especially in these darkened days of the pandemic. But who or what is this light to which John the Baptist is testifying or bearing witness? Well, John points beyond himself. As we, Christ Church, must always be mindful and proclaims the answer in the concluding verse for a gospel text, it's there in verse 29 that reads, the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and bore witness, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So again, who is this Lamb of God, this light, to whom we are called with John the Baptist to bear witness? It is none other than the one who came to John the Baptist in Bethany beyond the Jordan some 2,000 years ago. The one who comes to us still this day in his word and in his holy sacrament. The one who will come again as he's taught us poor sinners to pray with forgiven and folded hands leaning into his horizon of hope, thy kingdom come. Yes, answers Jesus in the light motif of John's gospel in chapter 8. I am the light of the world, says Jesus. Those who follow me will not walk in darkness, but will walk in the light of life. We move now to the second half of our gospel text for today in verse 19 that reads, and this is the testimony or witness of John when the Jewish authorities sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? Well, a group of priests sent by whom? Rather different than John sent by God. Dear family and friends of first, there are two characteristics of John the Baptist's response to this question that are absolutely crucial for us to attend to 
as those called to bear witness to the light of Christ. So first, take note of those three I am nots witnessed by John. First in verse 20, I am not the Messiah. Two in verse 21, I am not Elijah. And then again in verse 21, I am not the prophet like Moses. What John the Baptist is witnessing here is to be careful to always point beyond ourselves in our Christian witness. Christians are messianic, yes, but they are not the Messiah. The church is the ongoing body of Christ, yes, to use St. Paul's favorite metaphor, but we are not Christ himself. It is Christ who saves. It is not the church or her doctrine. And it's always good to know the difference. <laughs> this is beautifully illustrated by the 16th century painter Matthias Grunewald in his famous Eisenheim altarpiece. As you look to this piece in front of you, painted by Grunewald, um, just before Luther posted his 95 Theses, you'll see John the Baptist on your left pointing with his long bony finger to Christ. And then at his feet you will see the Lamb that speaks of Christ as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Let me further illustrate this point by one of my favorite stories told by Dr. Al Rognes while we were on a walk through the woods of St. Paul at Luther Seminary. There once was a preacher who was famous for his brilliance in the pulpit. Every sermon was near perfection, witty, eloquent, dramatic. Oratory flowed from the man's mouth like an open bottle of Aunt Jemima's maple syrup. People swooned upon hearing him, even as he was himself impressed to a considerable degree by his ability. Well, one Sunday after worship, when God's gift of preaching had been laid upon the earth and upon the church, an elderly woman approached the man and said, has anyone ever told you you're a great preacher? And the man said, feigning humility, why, why no, but why do you ask? Well, the woman replied, then where in the world did you get the idea? So full of himself, for there would be no room for another, no room for a thou. I think it's pretty telling. Reflecting back upon his life in the Reformation, Luther wrote, I did nothing. God's word did it all. So at this point, those sent by the religious authorities in Jerusalem respond, well then, who are you? And now come John the Baptist's three I am's. In verse 23, I am a voice. Note he says a voice, not the voice. I am a baptizer in water there in verse 26, and I am unworthy, humbled by the coming one in verse 27. Family in Christ, never ever forget that you can't be a part of this amazing proclamation of bearing witness to the one who is the light of the world. And yeah, I'm aware of the kinds of responses to this. Well, I really don't know what to say, or I'm no Billy Graham. 
But to bear witness to the life and light that is in Christ is at the very heart of what it means to be a disciple, to be the church and mission, making Christ's saving love known in word and deed. Such excuses only add to the silent spirit of God in our time. As we hear in 1 Samuel 3, the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Now, none of the disciples, whether Peter, James, John, any of the others, had seminary degrees. Again, Luther writes in his lectures on the Romans, they are not the best Christians who are the most learned and read the most and abound in many books. You see, John the Baptist, as with the first disciples of Jesus, were ordinary folk, like you and I, who couldn't help but talk about the extraordinary grace and forgiving mercy of God. There are many in our time of darkness who are dying to hear the voice of God through your voice, an invitation that points to the light of Christ as John the Baptist bearing witness. Baptism is one of the wondrous ways in which Christ continues to come to us, saying, go make disciples baptizing. And this morning, we heard this claiming voice of God enfolding the life of little Anna Marie. We watched the light of Christ coming to enlighten her life. Anna Marie says, the Lord, you are a beloved child, sealed by my Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. And we welcomed her into the body of Christ. For you see, people are the words by which God continues to tell God's story. Now, these three I am's of John the Baptist are finally summed up in verse 26. I baptize with water, but among you stands one whom you do not know, even he who comes after me, the thong of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. And so it is that at his birth, at his baptism in the Jordan, and at the beginning of his ministry along the shores of Lake Galilee, in the midst of our rough and tumble lives, Jesus stands in our midst. Psalm 46 bears witness, the Lord is in the midst of us and shall not be moved. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And so it is that there is a pointing from the Jordan's bank of Jesus' promised presence to us this day, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, says Jesus, there am I in your midst. Like John the Baptist, pointing beyond world-class abilities as an interpreter of Bach, biblical scholar, gifted surgeon, Dr. Albert Schweitzer went to the Congo of Africa to share his gift with those who were in trouble and needed his healing touch that God had gifted him. And so Schweitzer writes, he comes to us as one unknown without a name as of old by the Jordan banks and he comes to those who know him not. He speaks to us the same word, follow me, bear witness, and sets us to the task which he continues to fill through us in our time. He calls us to bear witness. This ineffable mystery of Christ who walks with us as we share his forgiving love. 
revealing to us he who is. Who is this one unknown who comes to us, who comes to us along the shores of our lives this day? Then John saw Jesus coming toward him and shouted, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. To conclude, family and friends of First Lutheran Church, John the Baptist bears witness again this day that the single greatest source of our joy, of our preaching, teaching, singing, of our social and ethical mission, and of our everyday life is in this one who is the sin-removing Lamb of God. This Lamb is the center of our communion, and His finished work is the power in the water of baptism that changes those estranged into His own children. Who are you? Child of God. And this Lamb's presence right there in the middle of our congregation, particularly in the proclamation of His Word and sacraments, is what quickens the church into life more than any other single reality. John's prophetic voice would remind us that when the church leaves this life-giving center for what are thought to be more contemporary or relevant or gripping centers or issues, sooner or later wither away as history has shown again and again. That is, when the church, yes, you and I have been baptized into Jesus, obscure this life-giving center with 101 spiritual disciplines or social political enthusiasms are eventually overwhelmed with activities and guilt. And so steady Christ crucified and risen centered congregations that like the Baptists keep pointing to the victorious Lamb, continue the Baptist original ministry so keeping this taking away the sin of the world from the hearts of those who are dying to hear it. You are loved. You are forgiven. You are a child of God. Claim this. Now proclaim this. Now there's a woman, a man, sent by God whose name was John and Jane and Bob and Betty and Steve and Stephanie who came for testimony to bear witness to the light Thanks be to God. Amen.